What is Montrospective? It's what we say to ourselves and our attitude towards it. We repeat mantras over and over again to ourselves. If we're doing it right, they're positive, not negative. What we say affects our attitude and our point of view. We all have dreams and goals, but how many of us know where to start to make them happen? I am fascinated by everyday people who are doing extraordinary things, and I wanted to find out why and how they were able to be successful. I spent 16 years in radio, not as a DJ, but as a promotions director. I never had an interest in being front and center or putting myself out there as a personality. Fast forward to today, I have something to say and messages from incredible people to share. Simply put, I am interested. I want to know what propels everyday people to follow their dreams in the hopes that it will inspire you to do the same. We have one life to live. Let's listen, learn, and share our journey with the world. This is Montrospective. Montrospective would like to thank our sponsor. If you're looking for a one-stop shop that offers yoga, meditation, Reiki, readings, and various other classes along with being a metaphysical store, check out Mantra in Blue Springs, Missouri off 7 Highway. Also online at mantrakc.com. Welcome back to Montrospective. I've already featured 25 episodes of some of the most inspirational people I've known, and the next 25 are gearing up to be even better. I met my guest today while taking some yoga classes at one of my favorite places on earth, Mantra. He's someone who wears a lot of hats. He's got a full-time day job. He drives part-time for Lyft and Uber. And if that wasn't enough, he decided to take what he was really passionate about and start his own small business all during the pandemic. Todd Mangel, welcome to Montrospective. Thank you, Heather. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited to talk to you because we've known each other for a couple of years now. We met in some yoga classes and just kind of got to know each other that way. And, you know, it's kind of funny because all of us talked about we wanted to do more with our lives. You know, our day jobs were great and they were fine, but we were meant to do something so much more. And it feels like during this last year, especially when the pandemic started, a lot of us came alive and started realizing what we really wanted to do. And I feel like that's what happened with you as well. But before we get into all that, we're going to start off from the very beginning where I do with all of my guests. And I want to know what you were like as a kid. What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, it, 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 looking back there, I, I, um, I, I sort of got on track for part of my life and then I went way off because growing up, we didn't have the world of cable that everybody has now um, uh, um, age myself a little bit. You know, we had the major channels and Sunday nights in my household um, were little house on the prairie um, and the wonderful underworld of Jacques Cousteau. And um, um, there wasn't uh, all the other distractions in the world going on back then. And so the, the, the TV, it wasn't hard to keep focused on Little House in the Prairie. Um, back then, I think I enjoyed it. I don't remember more about that than I watched it now. Jacques Cousteau, I could bring up memories from um, a, a lot of episodes. And it just grabbed me as a kid growing up in the middle of Northeast Ohio, not, where, not near any ocean hadn't seen an ocean the first time I saw Jacques Cousteau on uh, Sunday night TV. And that is where my love of that part of my passion, um, aquariums, nature, um, water, just grabbed hold of my life. 
And that um, kind of stuck with me uh, throughout my childhood. I grew up in Northeast Ohio. Um, um, I My early childhood, something else that cemented my love of nature, I grew up in Athens, Ohio. My dad was an economics teacher at uh, Ohio University. And we lived on a, on a little hill and literally my backyard was a was connected to a natural forest and and so as as a kid uh that's where i played um was the was the forest um and in in the plants and the trees and stuff and that that also i know cemented my love of 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 that kind of stuff and and uh stuck it in the back of my mind um from from early years um and and I, I lost that um, uh, for some time. But then um, one of my first jobs that I got um, was at a pet store, um, and it was because of that passion that that I did that. I, I I wanted aquariums so bad. I begged my parents and begged them and begged them for an aquarium for many years, and and uh, it was seventh grade. Um, my seventh grade science teacher, um, the first day I walked into class. Um, his big desk up front on one corner, he had a, a fish tank and on the other corner, he had a, a little vivarium with a little reptile in it. And that was it. My parents didn't hear, uh, if it wasn't 10 times a day, I want an aquarium after that. It was, it was a hundred times a day. And so I've been keeping aquariums since I was about uh, 11 years old now. And, and that passion has been with me. I worked in the pet industry for 25 years. Um, and uh, that is kind of how I got my connection to nature and uh, fish and all that stuff that I really love. Well, that's amazing. I, I actually didn't realize all of that, that you had that connection. You actually had kind of done it in your adult life because what you're currently doing now really isn't in that industry, is it? Or is it not, not, not okay. really tied to it. I, I have some connections. Some of the things that I do are still connected to the, to the pet industry. Some um, I'm doing some things with fish that got me connected back to that a little bit, but it, it's, it's what I didn't realize was keeping that passion a, a little bit alive for me um, for a lot of years. So you had that connection from a young child all the way through your adult life. Like I mentioned before, we met during a yoga class. So obviously you enjoy um, keeping in good physical shape and good mental health. Where did all of that come from? Well, you know, it's similar to something I've heard you say uh, about uh, about mantra. So I'm going to give them a call out right here um, as well. Um, uh, it goes back a few years now. Um, I, I was lost. I was I was not in a good place. I was in a dark place. I was not taking good care of myself. My my self-care was um, eating um, like a lot of people. I mean, I, I, I sat back and I realized that that's what I was doing. I was making myself a little bit happy by getting something I like to eat. And so I was doing nothing to take care of myself. I was, I really wasn't. And I, I saw that and it was around my 50th birthday that, that I decided it was time to change. And I lost a lot of weight. Um, and I walked in the doors of mantra. I, I was scared. Um, I went to target and I bought a $15 yoga mat and, and I, and I, I bought some shorts and I like, what am I doing? And I walked in there and it's similar to a story I've heard you say is within 10 seconds of walking in there, I felt like family. Um, 
it, it, it was a safe place to land and help me get on a journey of self-healing. And um, I, I wish I'd found it many, many years before. Um, but it, it started me on um, yoga. It started me on meditation in my daily life. It started me on my now daily mantras um, uh, that are part of my, uh, my daily life um, and just got me on a, on a better path. And it made me start to realize I wasn't paying attention to my passions in life. I, I, I was rolling through day to day, wake up, get coffee, go to work, come home, eat dinner, go to bed, wake up, get coffee, go to work, come home, watch TV, go to bed. And, and that was it. I was stuck. Uh, and that's, that's what happens to a lot of people. I know that I'm not unique in that. Um, but it's, it made me start to realize I was missing the passion in my life. I've been building terrariums since I was a little kid and kind of got away from it. I started making some of those and giving them away to some people and uh, just started to feel fulfilled. Um, in 2020, it was a pretty bad year for a lot of people in many, many ways. For me, it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't a bad year for me, <laughs> 2020. Um, I, my full-time day job is in the world of logistics. And at the beginning of COVID, that industry, like a lot, really got slowed down because a, a lot of freight stopped shipping. There were a lot of product that we were out of and, and stuff. And I work in an operations um, uh, department of my company and I got put on furlough um, for three months. And it was during the time that the government was paying that extra $600 on unemployment. And it was the only way I would have survived like a lot of people during that time. That was in July. And I was able to throw myself into my passion. Uh, I had nothing else I could spend my time on and it was wonderful. I, I threw myself into plants. Uh, I was at greenhouses every single day of the week, um, preparing for the farmer's market in Blue Springs. And that was kind of the launch of, of where I'm headed. Was that instantaneous for you? Like when you were furloughed and you're like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to have some time off. I'm not sure how long was it immediately. Okay. I can do this. I can jump right into my passion, start my small business. Or was there any hesitation or fear at all in you? There's been hesitation or fear for, for way too long for me with this. Um, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life um, and have just been a step away from doing it right or or having the money to do what I want to do or the connection to the people to do what I want to do. I, I was I was sending certified mail to myself at, at 12 years old with inventions to try and lock in um, a patent if I was ever able to. Um, I've, I've got a letter of a, um, a snow globe that I designed that had a um, you wind it up and you don't have to shake it to, to make the snow go around in it. At 12 years old, I designed that and I mailed a certified letter to myself. Uh, if I ever had to use it to prove I was the one that came up with that dated, I saw that on, uh, there was no online years ago. Somebody suggested that to me uh, was a way to lock it in. And so I've been, I've been tr kind of coming up with ideas and products in the back of my head my whole life. And, and so, no, it wasn't instantaneous. It was, um, it, it was a transition. I started doing Lyft and Uber several years ago um, uh, 
as a side gig, like a lot of people to, to make some extra money and didn't want to do that during COVID. And that, that's when I got on, on furlough um, was COVID. And, you know, you get somebody sick sitting in the backseat of your car and they cough, you're not six feet away ever. And I'm not super scared of it, but I, I just didn't want to put myself out there like that. And so I stepped away from that. And it was perfect timing because it was summertime and the market was going and I replaced my side hustle money um, with the plants. And it didn't take long um, uh, to realize how, how lucky I was that that happened, uh, uh, really, truly, because it it gave me back my passion that I didn't know. I, I really didn't realize how much I was missing it. And now there's, there isn't a single day that goes by that I'm not touching plants or talking to plants or planting a plant or talking to people about plants. And, and it uh, just kind of grabbed hold of me at that time. And I was convinced that that was my path. Um, uh, and I'm just trying to figure the roadmap out to it right now. Well, your story is my story. Exactly. And I hope it's a lot of other people's stories to an extent is, you know, I got furloughed in April and then eventually lost my job, never went back. And it was the biggest gift I could have been given. Quite honestly, it gave me time to start the podcast, to start my own small business, things that I'd always dreamed of for a long time, but was scared to death to try scared because of uh, money, scared of rejection, you name it, I was scared of it. But then I was forced into a situation that was beyond my control, that there was nowhere to go but up. I literally had nothing to lose. I had just lost everything. So, you know, it was perfect timing. It was, I just think, meant to be in so many ways. And I've never been happier. The last nine months of my life have been actually some of the coolest times I've ever had. And so kind of like you, where you're like, well, 2020 really sucked for a lot of people. But for me, it wasn't great, but it wasn't so bad. That's how I feel as well. And so I think your message resonates just as much as mine does, is that I want people to know that you really don't have to wait to be in that situation to have you know, the opportunity forced upon you to finally take charge of your dreams and your passions, you can do it right now. Um, it's not as scary as you think. I mean, would you agree that it's not as scary once you actually jumped into it and started doing it? I, 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 I couldn't, I, I honestly, I really couldn't agree more. Um, I, I, um, I, tr I, I try not to say I'm not mad at myself anymore because I because I've forgiven myself for a lot of um, things that I did in the past that, that that I that I dwelled on for too long. So I so I <laughs> I was getting ready to say I'm mad at myself for it, but I'm not because I've forgiven myself for it. But yes, it was fear that kept me from it. Um, and, and that would be my that would be my message to people is uh, say goodbye to that fear in 2021. Just just do it. It. it it, 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 those things that we're so scared of, uh, all we got to do is take one step forward and then another step forward. And you realize there's really no reason to be scared. I mean, there's, there's people in this world that wake up every morning that 
literally live in parts of this world that they got to be scared from the minute they wake up till the minute they uh, lay their head down to rest at night. And thank God we don't live in a, a part of the world like that. And, and so to say that fear over trying to start a business can keep you back, don't let it happen. Um, my family and uh, are not entrepreneurs. They're not, they don't have the same mindset that I do. And they didn't understand one of the things that I do is throw things at the wall. Um, in my mind, I've got a great big chalkboard um, that, uh, like, I want to open a plant shop right now in some form or another. And I talk to some people about it and they think I'm Looney Tunes because I, one day I'm talking about buying a 18 foot U-Haul and a mobile plant shop. The next day I'm talking about a, a retail plant store if I can find a place I can afford. The next day I'm talking about buying some containers and building a home and the bottom floor would be my plant store and the top would be my house. It's not that I can't make up my mind or don't know what I'm doing. It's that I throw things at the wall and slowly pull pieces from each idea to build one idea. You and I are so much alike in that way. I joke with my friends about it because I have so many folders on my computer of all the ideas I've come up with and all the different things I'm going to do and then don't follow through with 90% <laughs> of them. But eventually I've done exactly what you said and I've picked out little things from every single idea and made it into something else. So that's just part of the creative process and that's what keeps you motivated and what keeps you going i think so and, and it just really does and i i tried to look at that um uh, as a comfortable change in life that that just don't be scared about that to step out and i've been so happy that i have um uh, the world of plant people is it's a pretty good world to be in um i've met a lot of a lot of plant lovers it's no surprise to me. It's just like my 25 years in the pet industry. Um, most of those people are, are good people. They, they like talking about plants. They talk, like talking about pets. Um, they, they, I don't know how else to say that. It's just, it's, I'm not concerned about meeting those people or having them in my life for the most part. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a good group of people to be involved with. Well, and wouldn't you say that at least 95% of those things that you were scared of or had hesitations on never came to be anyway? And even if they did, you were in a better mindset to handle them? Absolutely. And that's, and that, that really is part of it. Um, I, I threw out um, uh, a little while ago as we were talking that I'd walked into Mantra and, and that it felt like family. Uh, that's what put me on, on this path was, was learning how to take care of myself a little, a little bit better and learning to put the fear down. Um, I, I'll never let yoga go from my life again. I'll never let mantras leave my life again. I'll never let meditation leave my life again. I, I won't do it because, because it's what, it's what calms my mind and my brain and lets me focus on on what to do to move forward and, yeah and I, I don't think justin those, i don't think steps. justin and jenny understand that if they were to ever close shop we're just all moving in with them that's basically <laughs> basically what we all feel like because you're right i mean i've said it a hundred times you've said it um there are certain places in your community that you can discover that kind of start giving you the answers to everything that is going on in your life and 
you know, yoga, meditation, just taking care of yourself. That was non-existent for me three years ago until I met them and discovered that shop. So they are really an integral part, I think, in a lot of people's leveling up in life and discovering their purpose and their mission. And um, I'll give them credit every time I get a chance to, because they took a risk. They could have easily fallen flat on their face. I mean, three years ago, certainly the metaphysical um, topic was still kind of taboo. And there wasn't a lot of opportunity like that, especially in the Kansas City area. And there were, you know, little places here and there. So for them to take that risk and open up a shop that is changing so many people's lives is kind of incredible. So and who knows what effect you're going to have on people by, you know, sharing your love of of plants and and making things. And, um, you know, one thing you mentioned, you mentioned terraniums. I know what a terranium is, but for everybody listening who might not know, can you explain what it is? Yeah, it's basically a terrarium is an ecosystem in a jar um, is literally what it is. It's it's a forest in a jar. It's what I tell people. One of my favorite things to do with my seasoned terrariums is open the top and stick my nose down and smell them. It, they, they smell like a, it smells like uh, uh, the forest after a spring rain is what they should smell like if they're, if they're nice and healthy. Um, and uh, very easy, easy plant care. And it, it, it's, it's just always, uh, it's grabbed the create creativity and the artist in me um uh it was it was a couple years ago when I, I was making some of those and posting them that um one of my customers actually said uh, called me an artist for the first time and i i sat back and had to think about that for a second and went well you know what i guess I, I i guess i am i guess i could call myself that and I, I really do feel that now when I sit down and build a terrarium, it's, it's, it's a meditative process for me. Um, I, I can get lost for two hours building a, a little small terrarium that has four plants in it. And I can build a big terrarium with 20 plants in it in, in 20 minutes sometimes. It's, 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 it's strange. Uh, it's, it's kind of, it gives me what I need when I'm in the process. It, it really, it just does. Um, but well, that's what, what a terrarium... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, what about what about plants brings you so much joy? I I am um, I, I'm just comfortable in nature. I I I just love it, and I I love being in the forest. I love being in the ocean. I um I love uh my my last five vacations were to aquariums. Um, or to um, uh, forest and places I wanted to, to go and walk paths for those specific reasons. And so um, uh, it, it just, I don't know, it just calms me. It just, it just connects me to the natural world and it, and it just calms me. So you're calling yourself Casey Plant Guy. That's the name of your business. So I want to hear how you came up with that and tell us a little bit about the services you offer. Well, um, I, I just wanted a kind of a kitschy um, uh, a social media name. And I, I thought, you know, let's straight to the point. So I'm in Casey and I'm the plant guy. And then, and one of the things that uh, I was able to do during the furlough um, with that extra money that, that I was able to purchase a lot of rare plants. I, I, I 
brought in a lot of rare stuff um, directly from Indonesia. And so that started cementing that kind of that plant guy name for me in the KC Metro, um, having a lot of exotic and rare stuff that, that other people don't have. That's, that's kind of a future goal of my business as I grow and propagate all those. Currently, my KC plant guy business um, will be back at farmer's markets um, in, in the spring, probably Blue Springs, maybe Lee Summit. I'm not 100% sure yet on that. Um, I am offering um, home and business um, sales and maintenance packages. So I can come out and uh, do a visit at your house or a visit at your business, uh, take a walk around, look at the lighting, the areas that you've got, and then uh, I can show you um, uh, a portfolio of plants I've got, um, make some suggestions and do a complete layout for you or get you that one special plant for that one special corner of your house or that one special corner of your office. Um, and I'm offering maintenance packages to come back and take care of those on a, on a regular basis as well. Um, uh, so those, those two things at, at this current time and hopefully some sort of a brick and mortar location in one form or another, maybe in 2021. That was going to be my next question is where do you want to see this business going? How do you want to see it grow in the next few years? I, uh, part of it, part of that, the, the fear that everybody has with a, a leap of their own business is, is money. Um, uh, n politics. I don't want to discuss politics. I'll just say the, the way the political, the, the way the things happened, I one of the things I was scared about was health insurance. And I, I think a lot of self-employed people were worried about that. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're a little bit safer that the Affordable Care Act is going to stay in place now and maybe get enhanced even. And as as a uh, as a small business owner, that that was a lifeline to a lot of people. And it's very important. And so um, that was that's been a fear for me and money has been a fear for me. That's why the day job is still there um, uh, to keep that paycheck coming and, and everything. Um, I applied for an EILD loan under the last um, CARES Act to, to get some business funding. And all that money got drained out by big businesses. I'm very hopeful um, the, the, new, uh, uh, the new stimulus package they just passed has money specifically set aside for um, small businesses with 10 or less people. So I'm hoping my application goes through and that is enough of a chunk of money that if I get it, Heather, that's the part that scares me is because that's the next step of all those things I told you I was throwing on the wall where I'm going to have to make the decision of going and buying that U-Haul and making the mobile plant store or, or making that next step. So I, I, I hope that 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 money part gets solved this year and it's going to force me to take that next fearful step uh that that might be the big one yeah but you know like we've talked about as you get through some of these fears the next thing becomes a little less fearful because yeah. you know if it doesn't work out you know you've got an exit plan there's you know if you're a planner like i am you've got a plan for everything you got a plan if it works a plan if it doesn't <laughs> a plan if it's going to crap you know you've, you've got a plan for it all so you know i 
foresee you doing really great things because you already started. That's half the battle. That's what every motivational speaker, every entrepreneur, everybody will tell you is just start. Pick something and just do it and let it snowball from there. You know, and that's what I did with the podcast, with my, you know, small business that I'm working on now. Um, all of that is just finally saying, screw it. What have I got to lose? If people laugh at me, they laugh at me. If I lose a little money, I lose a little money. If it fall, I fall flat on my face. I've got 60 more ideas sitting in a folder on my computer that I can try to do something with. So yeah, that, you know, that would I, be a, that, that's a big part of my message to, to throw out there with some of the stuff you just said that let the fear go use that old that old advertising adage of just do it um i said something to somebody about that today who who told me they were afraid about doing all the kind of social media posts that i do and i i told them don't i said just do it just put a few out there and just do it and 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 you just got to move forward um but yeah that that would be my biggest message to to people is let your passion flourish and and you don't have to go in full full hog you don't have to go quit your day job and and go open a store to get started you you can make small steps and 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 that's how i've been trying to do it is just one small step and then the next step and then the next step and then the next step and eventually it gets to where i want it to be well, and the other thing is, is ask for help and ask for advice from people that you know, you have no idea until you sit down and really think about it, how many people that are in your life that have answers to questions that you have or have resources that you can utilize, and they're ready and willing to help you if you just ask. And that's what I've been doing is reaching out to the smartest people I know. How did you do this? Can you share yeah, with and your experiences? And that's what so much of this podcast is about is giving other people a platform to say, this is how I did it. It's not that scary. It's not that hard. Yes. And, and to that point, I'll tell you, I, I think that that's an important thing too, is, is don't be fearful about going out there and asking for help. Um, one of the things I started last year too, I've got another, besides Casey plant guy, I've got another social media presence known as ride with Todd KC, um, that started with my Lyft and Uber business, but I do, I've been doing social media posts, um, for the last year, promoting small local businesses all over, um, my hometown and those business owners, uh, I, I wasn't looking to get something from them. It's not a, I'm not charging them anything. I'm not trying to turn that into a business. That's just propping up my community. Well, it turns out it's paying me back because those businesses, one of those businesses is letting me set plants in there for sale now. Some of the other businesses are, are I'm not even asking them for help and they're reaching out and giving me help, telling me, giving me ideas on my next step and warning me about opening a retail store and giving me ideas on how to do it and what they did and what they did wrong. And, and, and so it's wonderful. The, the community really is, is reaching out and, and helping me as well. That's another massive message to tell people is that if you continue doing what you're passionate about without the concern of how am I going to make money doing this, it will come back to you. The money will eventually be there if you're living in your truth, living in your purpose and just doing what you love, you just, that was a prime example of it. You know, you were given opportunity. It may not have been literal cash, 
but it is because it's going to translate into cash when somebody mm -hmm. buys one of those plants or asks, hey, where did you get this? So I'm really glad you brought that up because I think so many people think that they have to start a business where they immediately have to be earning money right away. And if you're genuine and you're doing what you're passionate about, the money will come. It will be there. You just have to be patient. I, I agree. I agree. And we, we've, we've, I threw out a little bit about mantras and a little bit out about meditation. Um, I, 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 I really think that is an important thing for people to focus on too. Um, I, I have now in 2021, I just started a new mantra that I'm doing a three, six, nine mantra at different times through the day. Um, and a morning meditation and an evening meditation. I tell a few people that and they're like, holy cow, look at all the stuff you're doing. You know what? That's a total of about 45 minutes out of my entire day. And it is so much self-care that I couldn't live without it. It, it, it's, it's, it really is um, something that I suggest to everybody as you're thinking about your next step in life, whether it's a business or just the next personal move in your life, a next job move, whatever. Um, use those tools in your life. Uh, they're, they're not magic. They're, they're, they're tools that you've got to learn how to use and help yourself with them, use them for self-healing and use them uh, to promote a better life. But I think so many people you know, just as a people, we haven't been conditioned to take care of ourselves first. Like that is a brand new message that's come out really in force as a collective over the last few years is that self-care is so important. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not taking care of other people as well as you could be. So, you know, for people that say, I don't have 10 minutes to meditate. Well, if you've got six kids running around the house and you're trying to homeschool and you know, you're trying to do a job and all that, yeah, I can see where the argument could be that you can't find 10 minutes to yourself. But as I've talked about in other podcasts, a meditative state could be found while gardening, while doing the dishes, you know, running on the treadmill, whatever, whatever time you can find to commit to yourself and do something that you love to do is important and it's key to your mental health, to your physical health and to your success overall. I agree, I agree. And meditation, it doesn't have to be hard. My, when I first started meditating, my first time meditating was the second, the first thing I did when I wake up in the morning, I, I sit there, try not to even open my eyes, don't, don't move. We all do that. We all wake up and stretch in the morning, move a little bit before we get up, right there. I, I know that at first it was a five minute meditation and, and then it turned into a 10 meditation. Now it's a 15 meditation most mornings. The minute I wake up, it's really easy. And it's just after about 20 times, it's just a habit uh, and, and, and just continues. So if, if everybody looks, you can find five minutes or 10 minutes in a day. It's there. Yeah. Well, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start their own business, but has no idea where to start? I think that it's it's kind of like some of the stuff that we talked about is 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 just do it. Um, um, start if you're a maker, if you're doing like what I'm doing, that's how I got started again. I just started making a few terrariums and potting up some plants and giving them away, showing them to people, and then people said I want to buy that, and it started. Um, so so just start if you're a maker, start making some stuff. If you 
have the entrepreneur brain like you and I have talked about, get yourself that notebook and your pen and start writing those ideas down every day. Um, cross the ones out that don't work and circle the ones that, that you think will move you forward. It's okay to, 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 to write down things that don't work. Um, just, just remember you got that eraser and it's okay to cross things off and move on to the next thing. Um, so that's really just, just do it, get out there, do it, put one foot down next day, put another foot forward. And before you know it, you're going to be running. Todd's looking for a Nike endorsement right now. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you deal with criticism? You know what? This, this is, it's that, that part's been hard for me because we don't need to go into this very much, but, um, my family um, uh, has has been not a big part of my life for the last few years because they were criticizing me um, for wanting to do this. Um, they didn't have they didn't see the path to it that I see. They didn't understand the the entrepreneur brain in me, so I turned it off. I don't I don't listen to criticism anymore. I oh excuse me excuse me I listen to criticism. I think about it for a minute because I'm not perfect. I don't do everything right. Somebody might, somebody might point something out that, that uh, they criticize me that really is something that I need to take a look at, but I don't let it affect me the way I used to. I, I don't care. A lot of people think that my car looks silly. My car is over the top with cheap stuff. I've got six flags on it, 20 magnets on it. I don't care. Half the people look at me funny when I drive down the road. Half the people honk and wave at me when I drive down the road. So it's little things like that that made me realize, turn that, turn that worry off um, and listen to the people in your life that are supporting you. Listen to the people that, that like what you're doing. Listen to your heart and yourself um, uh, instead of some of those outside voices and you'll get there. Well, I think the problem is for the first half of our lives, we internalized criticism. We took it to heart. We took it personally and believed what everybody was saying. Like, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I do suck at this. Maybe I shouldn't be doing it. And through, I think, a lot of the tools that you and I have learned over the last few years, you realize that those are all lies. They're lies other people tell you, lies you tell yourself. You've got to remove ego from everything and just be authentic in who you are and the people that resonate with you will continue to do so and the ones that don't will just fall away and that's important for anybody who's starting off on a new journey or taking a risk for the first time is that as long as you're living in your truth and you're being authentic that's all the universe the world god whoever whatever you believe in can ask of you so you know i you know, I know you said you don't want to go into it and that's totally fine, obviously, but to have your own family question, you know, your ability or your motives or anything like that can be super difficult. It's one thing when it's other coworkers or friends, but you know, when it's your family, that's especially rough. So the fact that you were able to see past that and believe in yourself enough to say, okay, I hear you but I'm not going to let it get to me. This is what I'm going to do. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. It, it's a, I, I think that is a, a, a very important part of this whole message and, and what you're doing too, is that these tools are, 
give us the ability to do that. And, and it's not an easy thing to do to, to, to throw criticism to the side. It's, it's, a, it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, what inspires you? You know what? Um, people. Uh, and then that's, that's honest. People inspire me. It's one of the things that has driven me to want to be a, an entrepreneur is, is watching other people um, uh, reach their potential and, and um, see them active in their, in their passion. Um, uh, honestly, one of the other things that woke up the entrepreneur in me uh, was the TV show Shark Tank and watching all those people that are like me that, that had ideas they were throwing at the wall until they came up with that little idea that, that, that launched their business um, to the next thing. And, and just, just watching their process and, and other people um, and how they get to it is, is ins that's inspiring to me to, to see other people's paths and, and, and how they got to fulfill their passion and their business goals. Well, that Shark Tank example is perfect because that was the first episode I ever did with my friend Emily, who has now created two products that are being sold on Amazon um, and Walmart. And she went and auditioned for Shark Tank when they were here in the Kansas City area. And she made it through the first round and ended up not making it on the show. But she had such a great experience and learned so much about herself. I mean, of course, like any creator would be any inventor would be you're scared to death walking you know in in front of anybody whether they're just producers or the actual hosts or whatever that's kind of an intense experience but you know she came out of it and guess what she's still selling her products her business is still incredibly successful without that <laughs> but she got the experience of being able to do it so you know for anybody who has that fear gosh just do something. I, I, yeah, I don't do, know. I, I was going to say something no. horrible, like take a shot and just go do it, but I'm not going to encourage drinking. That's not, no, no, that's no, no, not no, what no, I'm yeah, saying. But, but, but it is, it is, you just got to do it and, and, and look out there for those people that, that, that will help you. Like we've talked about, yeah, you, you know, you mentioned Emily uh, and I, I said this to you before we started, as I, I rolled through some of your other episodes, there, there's at least five of those people that I want to talk to right now that I, I want to talk about their journey. I want to talk to them about maybe doing something with them about, co-working with them on a couple things maybe um uh so it's and, and i wouldn't even have that opportunity if i wasn't out there and didn't know you and wasn't afraid to do this yeah exactly so, so see it all comes together it all it comes full circle <laughs> it is and so that that is part of that's part of the message that we're trying to get out there is is just just do it and just just get started and everything starts to fall in place Absolutely. Well, normally at this point in the podcast, I would be doing the find your retrospective challenge. But since I kind of ended the first 25 episodes and we're starting now with 26 on, I'm not going to give you a specific scenario to find something positive in. I'm simply just going to ask you, what do you do when something goes wrong or you're put in a situation where it would be very easy for you to be negative or be angry? What where does your mind go now to flip it to the positive? I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect at this yet. I still can holler back, but, but my attempt is to look inward, take a four second breath and hold it and release a four second breath and then move forward. Um, I, I, 
that really has become my tool to just focus myself in, in a, in a situation like that. Um, try and calm myself a little bit before I respond in any way to myself or to somebody else. Well, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I've been working on this for a few years now and it's still a very active process. You have to be aware that you're about to fly off the handle at something and that's completely unnecessary and you don't need to, but the more you practice, the more you become aware of it, the easier it is to recognize in that moment that you're about ready to say or do something stupid that's going to ruin the rest of your day. And is that really worth it? And you're going to be able to flip that. So, yeah. Um, what mantra do you say to yourself that keeps you going? I, I, I just, it's funny you said that because I, I literally just changed my mantra today that, I, that I've been doing for a while. But my, my, my daily mantra for about the last two years was, was, um, uh, I, I am capable. Um, I, I am capable. I am powerful. Uh, I am creative. The, the world um, and the universe are with me. I can move forward. Um, that's not the exact words, but it was along that principle. I'm now doing a, I'm doing a three, six, nine mantra in the morning. I'm doing a, um, um, a mantra three times in the morning. In the afternoon, I have a different mantra that I'm doing six times. And then to close out at the evening, I'm doing a mantra nine times. Um, people can look into that and in, uh, numerology and decide, you know, for their self about it. It, it kind of, I've been reading about it and it was kind of unique to me. And so I, I decided I'm going to try something new that might be a little different in 2021. Well, and that's half of it is that, you know, there's a lot of people that question astrology, numerology, all these things that I'm into now. And my message to most people is, just look into it. Just learn about it. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to do it. But my gosh, if it works, why, why would anyone question it? You know, if yeah. you're saying something positive and uplifting to yourself that many times a day, how could it be bad? How could it be wrong? That's exactly. how that, I feel. <laughs> yeah. No, that, and that's my story to it too. For people that think, oh gosh, that's kind of weird or something. If you sit down and think about that, if it, if it, it's not weird to say something positive about yourself um, 21 times a day when it's awful to say something horrible about yourself five times a day. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so it's just, yeah, it, it's one of those things that, you know, some just don't think of it as, as goofy and weird. That's all it really is, is positive thought and treating yourself uh, in a positive and, and uh, healthful manner. Well, Todd, with your adventurous spirit and knowledge of plants, I know Casey Plant Guy will continue to grow and be a huge success. If you're interested in learning more about Todd and Casey Plant Guy, visit at Casey Plant Guy on Facebook and Instagram. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave with us? Hey, my only final thoughts are the same things that we've talking about. Everybody have a wonderful 2021 if you don't meditate, learn about meditating. If you've got a business idea, throw it on the wall and move forward in 2021. If you want to talk to me about my business and my path, reach out on social media. If you want to talk about plants, reach out to me on social media. There's nothing more I love to do. You heard it here first. Todd says it. Just do it, everybody. Just do it in 2021. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you again soon. Remember, your thoughts become your reality. 
you have all you need to begin to make your dreams come true. Dream it, believe it, manifest it. Have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon.